think if people could fly, the world would be much worse. Really? You think it'd be worse? If humans could fly? Yeah. If we could go on a Y-axis? I think there'd be rules. I saw someone uh, talk about this uh, a little bit ago, actually. They were, uh, it's like people always say, oh, if I, if I could get a wish uh, for superpowers, I'd wish for flight. And someone said, I bet you would be, there'd be rules. Like, oh, you can't go this high in these areas. You can't go this fast. You can't. It's we, like, I'm yeah. not, I'm not a, I'm not a, a machine. Just let me fly over. 100% traffic. you have to worry about air traffic. Yeah. 100%. You can't even fly drones in specific areas because it can mess up air traffic. And as pro- most, you should not be able to do that. <laughs> because I care much more about all the people on a 737 trying to get from point A to point B yeah. and their health and welfare than I do about your drone shot of a building. It's true. Sorry. It's true. But I, th- I, I think, one, there'd be more rules, and I think more rules is bad. It's true. Oh, dang. I, I just wow. think adding rules to things is bad. Mm. So if there is something that necessitates more rules, it's already bad. (laughs) I don't think people wouldn't be, we wouldn't have to worry too terribly much about getting into a height restriction because I'm assuming we still have the same makeup inside us. We can just also fly. Yeah. And Flying would be difficult because you'd have to use your muscles for it. So lactic acid build up. It'd be the same thing as running. So a bunch of people wouldn't fly anyway. And Fuck. two, as you get higher, there's less oxygen. So it'd be even harder to fly oh, yeah. as you go up. So people yeah. aren't going to be going crazy too high up. It's true. Yeah. I, I, I totally haven't thought about the exercise aspect of it. It's yeah. If it's, if it's controlled by me, it would be a muscle. And so I'd be like, Oh, I could just fly there. And then I remember Oh, it's exhausting. It would be exhausting. <laughs> it definitely would be. Unless you did it every day. Yeah, it's Unless true. you always did it. Because we can, we still walk. You still walk around balls. Yeah. You still walk from place to place. Mm-hmm. And that is still exercise. Yeah. So if you're doing short bursts of the flight, I'm assuming you're flying multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. So you'd still be able to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But just, I, I would, you would have to think about it in terms of, Everyday flight, we everyday walk mm-hmm. versus there's going to be people who you see people running every day. Yes. They run as a workout five times a week. Yep. Those people are going to be able to fly way better. Oh, yeah. Faster, higher. They're going to they're gonna be doing the Superman flight of just aiming forward and this dope explosion of wind behind them as they're just shooting forward. They get the cool flight because they've been practicing See, and working and they're athletes. Honestly, in my brain, yeah. since I'm thinking about it as a possibility thing, mm-hmm. it 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 will still be, it won't be Superman. Oh. Because we're going to have wings and stuff. Oh, that kind of flight. Just, okay. yeah. I was Being able to fly superhero kind of way yeah. would have to be some kind of telekinetic power yeah, that you're you're just lifting yourself off the ground. You're not yeah. actually flying. Yeah, I'm thinking more of a biological flight. Uh, Humans flying. We would need something to give us lift. We would need something, so it would be a winged operation. All right. Well, I'm tagging out. I think uh, I, I will honestly say, I've never found wings cool looking. But in this, it wouldn't be cool looking or not. We would just have. I'm just saying, if humans could do it, we would have wings. 
It wouldn't See, be if they looked cool. It'd be that we just had them. It's all about looking cool. And if it doesn't, then get them well, removed. Right, well, right now, we don't have them. It's true. But if we like did, that. there'd be no reason for you to think that they don't look cool. <laughs> We've evolved this I was way. say, you have angsty teenagers who cut them off. And they're like, what'd you do to your wings? Like, I'm not going to conform, Dad. You'd probably die. <laughs> Or you'd be in a bit, especially if you cut them off yourself without supervision of a doctor. Yeah. That's like trying to cut off your legs at the femur <laughs> and then finding out one of the biggest arteries in your body is there and yeah. you drain out immediately. Damn it. I would assume that, that wings would have some pretty big arteries going to them. Yeah. That's true. Would they, would, would we, would there be like echelons of, of flight is say you have, Maybe it's passed down. Your wings are phenomenal. It's like, son, we have a we have a phenomenal set of wings in our family. You're going to be a great flyer. Well, yeah. I mean, since it's a biological evolutionary thing that yeah. I'm thinking about, yeah. it would be very similar to Michael Phelps was born with his body type is amazing for swimming mm. just because of his wingspan versus torso size okay. and his legs. There's going to be variation in all of them. I don't know if it'll necessarily be some type of royal lineage of wing <laughs> yeah but there would be variation in different people's wings <gasps> do you think if if people had wings would we mate like hawks no i think we would still mate <laughs> the way we do now no yeah i'm pretty sure that that would i actually saw i don't know if they were hawks do hawks are hawks the only ones that do that there's probably more stuff. Yeah, I swear I saw. Is it hawks or falcons? I think it's falcons. Maybe I, I can't remember. But either, whatever one does it, I swear I saw it in real life. Uh, we were walking. I don't know where, uh, why we're up there, but over by the Griffith Observatory, and we were just walking up there, and we saw a group of birds, just a crap load of them, pretty far away. But then we saw a few just dropping from the sky in an exact thing, and they were twirling. And so I assumed uh, a buddy of mine asked. Why are they f- dropping like that? And I, I, I was like, they might be mating. He was like, shut up. He was blown away that that was a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got you to gotta get it in there, finish up quick. Time's uh, not on your side in yeah. that one. Well, I mean, I don't know. What if, well, what if it's a kink for the birds? <laughs> That's true. Because people do that autoerotic association <laughs> stuff. Birds are just into that. Birds shit. are just super kinky. Birds are di- well, especially does. So if we're talking eagles and and hawks and stuff like that, yeah. those are raptors. Yeah, those are pretty much living dinosaurs now. Yeah, I think dinosaurs would have some crazy kinks. I don't know. They're wild. <laughs> their brains. That's the only thing. They their brains do two things. I want food. Yeah. I want to survive. This is the direction I go during the winter. Mm-hmm. And. I need to come in while I'm scared. <laughs> Those are the only things they can think about. What if what if uh, other hawks or other birds talk to themselves uh, or talk to the buddies? Dude, uh, you're gonna you're gonna head out with uh, Rebecca later. Yeah, we're gonna do the fall. You guys are gonna do the fall. Yeah, but I'm worried. Why? What if I what what if I finish before we even get halfway through our fall? <laughs> I have to pretend like I'm still good to go. Keep falling, but I could have just stopped the fall immediately. Like, yeah, man, you gotta you gotta. You gotta fall that whole bit. I don't know. I think this is the this is the only time in history you could argue that erectile dysfunction is good. <laughs> and what if I, in that situation the the chick birds are probably 
Why does it take this one so... I'm not going to be with the dude who takes forever to go. That's true. I want to be true. with the guy who blows quick. <laughs> That's true. Because then my heart doesn't explode. That's one of the problems. Is it really? Yeah, sometimes their hearts explode. Do, while they're just cascading to the ground. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen... Birds are crazy. Have you seen the ones where they they lay their eggs on the side of a cliff and then the kids hatch and they feed them for a bit and then their next thought is let's see which ones are the best and they push them off the cliff oh my god they push the babies off the cliff and you just watch them tumbling their face smacking into rocks as they go down and the ones that live are the ones that live what yeah damn how metal is that we thought our parents were rough no, we did not. <laughs> we talk about it, but we we don't live by survival of the fittest these days. <laughs> I saw those birds do. They, uh, a viner used to. Uh, I remember there was a vine of of that exact situation where they were eating. Uh, they, they were just you're just your baby birds are just chilling in the nest, and the mom comes in and just out of nowhere she's like, "All right, guys, get out." It's like, "Mom, I'm a couple months. Uh, that's crazy. That's a you problem. Get out." It's like, no, mom, hold on. And she was the mom just kicking him out like, I don't give a shit. You figure it out or I'm done. I'm done with this, doing this. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is over now. Yeah. There's some animals that, that there's no instinct to take care of their children. That's cool. I mean, that, not cool, but that's like a really cool fact. That's craziness. Yeah. It is. It's funny because you would assume things like crocodiles. Yeah. You see a crocodile and you think you wouldn't take care of your kid. But they do? The scariest thing is to try to go up on a crocodile's nest. <laughs> Is that video real? I saw a long time ago. It's old. It's like uh, America's Funniest Home Video is old. But it was uh, this guy holding a, a baby crocodile, and you just see a crocodile haul assin towards it. And so everyone's like, that's mom. It's coming because you're holding the baby. I don't know if it's real. I don't know how big that one would be. It doesn't it's, – it's – they're there for them while their eggs in the nest mm-hmm. and then for a, a little bit of time while they're tiny. Oh, okay. No, it was it was decently bigger. Probably wouldn't care at that point. Okay. Okay. It could have been a male one mm-hmm. excited to eat it. <laughs> oh god. Because you gotta keep the dads away. Really? Oh yeah, they'll just they'll just walk up on that nest and suck all of them down. What? Yeah. Damn. There's this awesome relationship. It's cool. There's this thing in the animal kingdom. I forget what it's called. It's not copacetic relationship. It's a it's two very different animals. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the things that they want overlap. And they help each other. There's a bird. I I don't have the information right in front of me, so I don't remember the exact bird. There's this large bird that will hang out next to a crocodile's nest of babies and eggs and protect the nest for the mom while she goes to get food. And the mom will protect the bird from its natural predators because it protects the nest. So those two actually work together. It's one of the only animals that the crocodile allows near its nest because it knows that that bird isn't trying to hurt its children. It's actually helping protect them. What? Yeah. There's different... There's That's cool. different types of that around the world. And so much fun to look it up and to see these different animals that they're not... It's weird to think about it because they don't have the same brain function as us. But throughout time... There's this weird guttural understanding between the two animals mm. that they do help each other. Yeah. They're not actively thinking, that's my friend. They're just, yeah. yeah. This is how the world works. <laughs> yeah. 
That's really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine just you're you're sitting next to this thing that can kill damn near anything that comes near, and you you couldn't feel more safe. Yeah, they 100. percent They just feel good about it. I protect your kids while you're hunting, and you make sure that I'm good too. That is dope. That's cool. That's a cool concept. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. It's just like sharks. When you see videos of of sharks swimming around, yeah, and oh, they the have those little tiny on the things. Bottom? Suckers? I don't know about suckers. Oh, but there's just other little fish around them. Yeah, those fish. The sharks will open their mouths, mm-hmm. and those fish will go into their mouths and pick stuff out. Oh, and the sharks don't bite down on them because those <laughs> fish their actively help them. <laughs> little, to- yeah, dude. That's their, that's their toothbrush. Yeah, they that's just cool. live well together. That's dope. Yeah, I I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, so many. So, but there, there are the ones that are disgusting. Oh no. Where there's a fish in this, is it called a lamprey? No, it's not called a lamprey. That's a different thing. There's this parasite. It's a parasitic relationship. Uh Oh, where this monstrous little devil goes into the fish's mouth, eats its tongue, becomes its tongue. Oh, I know this. Yes. I do know that. Those things scare the shit out of me. There's a lot of that terrifying. Yep. Ugh, that's so gross. Yeah, I feel bad for the snails too. The parasites that just take over the snail completely. Yeah. And oh, just make it the, go to the highest point. Yeah. Oh, that. Do the. Oh, I don't think the snails ones do that. Oh, the cordyceps the and ants okay. does that. Oh, okay. The fungus with the ants it makes it go up as high as it can, so, so that it when it eaten, pops, right? when it pops, the the fungus follows the wind down to the other ants. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Damn. The snail ones. Those are worms. Yeah. And they will fill up the entire body. Yeah, and then they got the crazy eyes. Yep. That's disgusting. I feel so bad for the snail. I'm just looking at it like, poor little dude just trapped in there. Yeah, and then the tarantula hawk. Oh, my God. That thing just, it knocks a tarantula out, shoves its babies inside it, and then leaves, and the babies eat it from the inside. I learned that from Wild Wild West. Really? Yeah, that scene where he he just sees the 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 tarantula walk and he was like, "Oh." And then the the wasp came over. And so then he 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 was explaining the the situation in it. And that was the first time as a kid I felt bad for the spider. I was like, "Come on, man. He's just he's just being being doing his thing." Oh, dude, I choose tarantulas over a tarantula hog. I, I don't do wasps. Yeah, dude, wasps are dicks. Wasps are awful. <laughs> they, I would choose a spider over anyone. a wasp. They don't want to help anyone. They don't. They don't serve any purpose. Then kicking the They're shit out of everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why'd you kill all those things? I don't know. Just felt like it. Just I walked past it. it. Yeah. Damn. Menaces to societies. Yeah. Screw a wasp. What would happen if he clipped a, a just one wing off that wasp? And are, he was he's a massive murderer. Are you trying to Are you trying to get a segue into I'm the trying to help you? Yeah. Thing. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was trying to help you. Yeah. <laughs> What would happen if you clip one wing off a wasp? I have no idea, bro. <laughs> Just a tip. You had to, would it become a fairy? Now I know how it feels when you're segueing, and I go, are you trying to segue? Right? Yeah, that's what I wanted you to know. <laughs> I just wanted you to see that every time when I do a segue, you're just like, oh, look at that. <laughs> no longer a segue. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, we're going to watch... Oh, I completely forgot what it's called. It's called Sugar Apple Fairy. Sugar Baby Fairy Doll. It's definitely not that. <laughs> it's definitely Close, not I that. Think. Sugar Baby Fairy Doll? No, it's Sugar sugar Apple... Sugar Apple Fairy something. Tail. 
Where did my... I got it right here. All of my stuff left. Yeah, Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. I, I really thought the name was hilarious. Yeah, saw the I saw the trailer and watched a bit of the... I saw the Mal. It is not as hilarious as I thought as well. It looks very pretty. It looks super pretty. It looks fantastic. The picture plus the name. It, it, to be fair, when I saw Sugar Apple Fairy mm-hmm. Tale, I just thought... I saw it of an apple pie, and I got very excited about it. She does... The girl in it, apparently is part of a family line that makes amazing sugar yes. stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited to get in there. I just really want to see some beautiful animation. And it looked like this is going to have beautiful stills, at least. Mm. And it has an all right score on Mal. So why not jump in and see what's happening with this girl just trying to make her family name better with, with sugar and possibly confectionaries. Is that made out of sugar? She's really good at her job. She is really good. Holy crap. You can't just say, oh. hey, that is it, there's everything wrong about you. But <laughs> I, I still love you for it. <laughs> Will you marry me? <laughs> Go down the list. This is why you're the worst. <laughs> but I overlook it. So. Oh, I thought she was going to kick him right in the ass. Oh, oh. dude, right in the back of the knee. Oh. Everybody, just to let you know, hit him right in the back of the knee. We'll put them on the ground. <laughs> oh, the music is gorgeous. So is he. Oh, my God. What is that? This whole solar system in his eyes. Oh, you sly dog. <laughs> he you. knows how beautiful he is. I am in love with the backgrounds of this anime. They're really pretty. They're just beautiful. Like you said, they're just gorgeous stills. Look at these. He makes a strong point. Yeah, he's got Yeah, he's, he's got, got me, me there. And you're forcing me to do a job for you. We can't quite be friends. Dude, how do humans ever win? <laughs> how do humans take the upper hand? It was sheer numbers. It had to be sheer. He just go, oh, holy shit. If he wanted that wing back, he'd get that wing oh back. Oh my god, he could have. I did the same right now. <laughs> I think he could have killed that old man too. Go out here, Jonas. Who are these who are these clowns? These chads. Man. Who are these clowns? You get out of here. Oh, are there other little fairies? Come on. With the cutest little sound. And next episode, the bloody highway. The bloody highway, and it showed a bunch of crow feathers. God, Itachi. And she on this calls road. him. Yeah, I mean, he is Itachi. This shows it perfect. Shows perfect. <laughs> it was perfect in every way. Perfect in every every conceivable way. <laughs> Just like his eyes, they are. He's gorgeous. He's he's very pretty. I just want to see a, a stare off between him and Gojo. I just well, God. dude. <laughs> it, they got looks could kill, and they. <laughs> Nobody's messing with him. No one. You were not that man. He cutie toed. He did all of them, but he's much more ruthless. Agreed. He also had time to absolutely humiliate slash flirt with uh, the girl. <laughs> Tell yep. me what to do. Tell me what to do. Go ahead, say it. The guys, these there's like twenty men barreling at them, and he's. Totally I would say like fooled. eight. Oh, you think eight? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, eight eight men just barreling at him with horses and swords, and he's just fooling around. He's telling me what to do. Yeah, she had no idea that yeah. he... It's That's one of the things, is 
you just have to know what you can do mm. in a situation. That dude knew exactly what he could do with that situation. Yeah. Let her be in fear of it. He didn't say, it's easy. I could take all of them. He just let her be kind of scared. I, what am I supposed to do with all this? And in the back of his head, they'll never touch you. I will say something that I hope they, they touch on. I'm sure they will. The show is very, very well written from what I've seen. So I'm very excited to see it. But I think there was a bit of shock of, I don't, she's 15. She definitely had no idea what she just asked him to do. She said, protect me, deal with those scare, deal with those guys, deal with them. And he was like, you, like, you're tell me what to do. You got to order me to do it. She said, do it. And then he massacred at least four to five people. Yeah. May, maybe they deal with that or maybe not. Because yeah. once we've talked about this in the past, this is based in a different type of time. It's true. Where a dude was shoving his boot on top of a five inch tall fairy. A little dude. They rip the fairy wings off them and then squeeze them yeah. to possibly kill, kill at a whim. Yeah. So it might at fifteen, it still might not be. Might I wouldn't be knock it if they yeah. didn't make it a big deal. No, 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 no. I'm not. Yeah, I, if, I'm not if saying you would. I'm just saying, but yeah. it could very well not be a thing. Yeah, it 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 seems very terrifying too. It, it, there was definitely a really fun, scary moment of her realization of, oh my god, that this is why that he is a warrior fairy. I love <laughs> There must have been like two fairies. There's no fucking way that we... we what the hell? <laughs> we, Mom said that, that humans just overpowered them with the numbers. Yeah. Dude, we metacoolered them. They, there was only two of them, and we just have this army that ran at them, just sacrificing so many of us. Yeah. But we got them. They're lining up, and I'm just... Okay, we're going to battle against them? Okay. I'll take the back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the back. Yeah, dude. I I would invent a gun. Yeah, I would. There's no way I'm getting close to a fairy, bro. <laughs> I would invent a gun. Yeah, yeah, dude. There has to be a way to look at something and then push a trigger, and it it just be faster and stop that thing. Because there's nothing else we could do to stop these fairies. That was nuts. There must be there must be countless more humans than fairies. At least yeah. warrior fairies. Maybe there's a ton of fairies, but they're all tiny. Yeah, and then there's a hundred warrior fairies on the planet. <laughs> yeah. So the only ones on this continent, seven, maybe. <laughs> yeah. She even said that, uh, I did, she said that they're usually bigger, which begs to differ. I wonder if he's, he's a Kito or maybe he's an even not the strongest amongst the warrior fairies. Well, yeah, she said there, there's tons of warrior fairies. Yeah. Apparently, well, there's an all right number of warrior fairies. Yeah. yeah. She said that she's seen some, but we haven't seen her see some. So no. that's another thing, especially in, in movies, writing, uh, reading plays, things along those lines. This, I guess this is more of, this might be more of an insight into acting, but it's also, I think it's also an insight into writing is a character can say something, but we can't take that word as gold. There's a lot of times bad writing, everything they say will just probably be true. Mm-hmm. But when a character says something like she said, uh, I've seen I've seen warrior fairies. They're usually a lot bigger. As an audience member, you can you can believe maybe she's telling the truth. Yeah. And based on the type of person she is, maybe she is telling the truth. But we could also come to a possible conclusion that she's saying that to seem more adult mm. than she is in this current moment while talking to this guy who she might have to haggle with. That's true. With money. Yeah. Yeah. She could be completely lying. 
just with an understanding that there are probably warrior fairies that are just bigger. Yeah. Uh, so that's always a, a thing. If you don't see the character do the thing that they said they did, mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt, then it's one, it could be they are in the moment lying. Yeah. Because people do that. Yeah. He seemed he seemed very uh non was it nonplussed? Nonplus yeah. Uh nonplussed by her her attempt at digging at that. I've seen I've seen bigger fairies. And it wasn't his immediate hey scarecrow, buy me. He was just immediately like, I uh, probably I'm you either don't know fairy warriors, because I promise you, whatever issues you have, if you need a warrior to deal with them, I'm gonna crush him. Or he was probably calling that bluff. I mean, like, you have not. I I am a huge war, uh, fairy. So yeah. shut And it down. she doesn't know. She she obviously doesn't know a ton about it. Because yeah. even the dude, the guy who owns him, who's trying to sell him. Yeah. She says, how come you don't have, well, why don't you have more? Or this is the only one? The guy's like, yeah, it's almost impossible to, to keep one. Yeah. Are you oh, kidding me? And she definitely, she uh, terrible at haggling. She, I, I'm sure she had that gold thing, and that was, she knew what she was going to do with that gold piece. But that, that salesman was blown away. The guy said 100 crests. I don't know what crest is in Neither this do world, I. but. He was flabbergasted when she was like, here's a gold piece. He was like, holy shit. Oh, doing great business with you. She yep. definitely gave him a fat tip. Yeah. Yeah. A one gold is obviously more than than hundred crest. <laughs> and I think he even dug at her. Uh, the shell dug at her a bit later. He was like, "You paid a hundred. You paid a gold piece for a fairy. Like you are naive." And he even said that at her. I think that was a bit of a dig at her when he was his hand on was on the on the carriage and he was calling her naive. And it was a bit when she was like, "Oh, like we can be." Uh, we're friends, whatever. And he was explained to her how naive she is doing uh, all of this. And I, I could have sworn he said, you paid a gold piece for only a hundred so-and-so. Like, you overpaid. Yeah, I don't remember I don't remember that, but I, I might have just missed it. Yeah. I don't remember any of the naive Maybe he just got lost payment. in his eyes. I did. I found myself lost in his eyes. His eyes were really pretty. Yeah. His wing. I love the design. I love... It's very... There was a very pretty sadness about the fairies being so so adorable cute and pretty and then the the just the the carnage of seeing them in in like a shop just hanging out looking up at her i'm like oh gosh yeah and i think this also comes down to i i don't want to make it seem like i'm giving extra credit to things but the way that I, I like to look at art, film, television, movie, stuff like this, is we have a character that we're seeing everything through the lens of. And they're reflecting that in how they design things. So our world is through her, where she is fine with these fairies and where she wants to be friends with these fairies. So the design of the fairies, they need to make it in a fashion that we also feel for them. Yeah. They're very adorable. They're very cute. And it's a kind of a dissonance of the other people treat them so badly and the way they design them allows us to dislike those people. It's true. Because they're treating something so cute, so innocent feeling that way. And it, it pushes us towards her headspace. Yeah. Imagine if they were grotesque little things. Yes. Okay. Monstrous little things. They, we could learn to love them mm-hmm. as the show continues. Yeah. But it's a great design choice that they made to make them so adorable. And we can come to a conclusion that everyone else has looked past it. We do that in our own lives. 
you look past something being cute because you have you already know about it. Yeah, I already have made a decision about you that you are subservient to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the design from the very beginning, making them adorable and cute to us, yeah, gets us in line with her thought process, makes her the protagonist mm-hmm. through that design choice. Yeah, and then also. I think the the I like the the attitude of the mother being what seems a very heavy story piece for her. I think mom passed away probably recently, and this is something that has driven her forward uh, for a bit. But uh, I like that element that she right at the beginning. I I think I said it in the episode. That was a really nice little call to action. It was this mom very a nice peaceful little little talk with the mom and daughter. It didn't feel very. Like it didn't feel out of place ex- exposition. I know it was. She was explaining the world, but it didn't feel. I wasn't sitting there going, Ugh, "They're explaining the world." Here we go. It, they already laid this really pretty, very interesting concept that they make beautiful sculptures out of sugar and through this very talented way. So I'm already fascinated watching the mom. I'm I'm enamored with whatever she's doing. But she's not even explaining what she's doing. She's giving this beautiful in-depth story about where the where the stuff comes from that she makes. And because of both of those things, it's like I was being drawn in because of this beautiful spectacle in front of me. I was allowing exposition to be explained to me because it wasn't the only thing on the screen. It wasn't just everyone sit down. I'm going to tell I have to tell you about this thousand year war. Like okay. And it was also the thing so exposition always has to happen. Mm-hmm. There's a and there's a difference between exposition being force-fed to you by a character whose only point is to be exposition and exposition being through dialogue and understanding. Yes. And the way they did it with this is through dialogue and understanding because they tied the premise into the exposition. I think it's one thing that games have a hard time with, and I think it's why people love Dark Souls so much. Not necessarily the gameplay of Dark Souls, but the ability of tying things together. And I'm not talking about the story of Dark Souls. I'm talking about the gameplay of Dark Souls. The ideas of when you die... And you come back through the 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 bonfire, things mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. and what the player goes through. If you stop playing Dark Souls because it you find it too difficult and you quit, you are going hollow, which is the point of the game. People will go hollow and lose themselves and never complete their mission. Damn. The game parallels what happens to you in real life. You're not completing your mission, so you are actively making your player character go hollow. Oh, that makes me sad. Think that like my character, because I, I didn't finish a campaign or I never finished it, is just sitting at a bonfire somewhere hollow. Yeah, fell into the story that they created. It's almost like they brought the two together. The real world and the real world of how games are structured, mm. and they created that in their own story so that it feels more visceral to you as a player. And I think this did that to an extent also with yeah she wants to make sugar stuff Mm -hmm. but they they married the sugar and not wanting to keep fairies as slaves together with the fact that we only have this sugar because the fairies found out how to get sugar from apples for us to turn into this beautiful these beautiful sculptures Mm. of candy Mm. So they married all of it together. The exposition is part of the world. Yeah. 
It was such a nice little explanation. And then double it on to the fact that it was, uh, I know the old saying, uh, if you know, uh, was it, um, if you know something uh, you can explain to a child or knowing something is being able to explain it to a child, it was currently being told to a very innocent child, like, uh, person. And so we were almost put into the footsteps of her, uh, or sorry, put into the, the, the shoes of her as we listened to mom tell us this adorable tale. And then she has the same reaction we probably had. Oh, I feel bad for the fairies. They were really good at this thing. And we were, they, 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 they she even began, they were just mind their own business. They were not attacking us. They were very kind of shy creatures, but we've realized we outnumbered them and they can give us a lot of money. So here we go. And uh, yeah, there's a bit of a sadness to it. I mean, it's the way the world works. And the, and the mom wasn't even, I like that the mom, there was no maliciousness. The mom wasn't like, yeah, humans suck because of this. Yes. She was just this pure, this is a sad thing we live in. This is what happened. Yeah. So we won't fall into it. Yeah. We will do our best to change what we can. We yes. will treat them our way. And then she even says, she's like, you'll have to do that when you grow older. She's like, I will. And she was explaining it through love. It wasn't. Yeah. Humans are pieces of shit as well. Hate them as well. That doesn't help anything. That's just more hate. Yeah, doesn't yeah. help. And that will not be a good way to convince somebody not to follow your path. The way, <laughs> yeah. the way, especially in a world like this, where fairies are viewed as something that you should look down upon and something that should serve you, the way to get people on your side is not to scream at them that they should treat fairies differently. It's to show them that there's no reason for them to treat fairies this way because there's though they are small or standard size creatures I guess that are different than you yeah they still have the same thought processes the same emotions the same all of that mm -hmm. there's no reason to look down on them but shouting your view doesn't do anything <laughs> no <laughs> elucidating giving people the knowledge and opening their eyes to what they actually are is what will help. Mm -hmm. And a great, a great crux that they have to go into is she lives in this world still though. And this mm -hmm. world is still dangerous. Yeah. And though she wants to follow in what her mom said, and she cannot bring herself to look down on the fairies, she can't make it to the city wherever she's going to learn more about sugar yeah without protection mm. so she has to fall into the awful trade of fairies themselves she has to buy one and have it be her servant to an extent yeah and that's where it all comes to a head is and they talk about it in this the the initial episode too she keeps saying I want to be your friend I want to be your friend no matter what, I, I know that I, oh, I have your wing, but I want to be your friend. And he lets her in on the idea that I can't be because you still do hold my life in that pouch. Yeah. How can, how can, you can say we're friends, you can act like it, you can be very nice to me, but at any moment, if you just decide not to be anymore, you can kill me. So how can I, how yeah. can I just be your friend? Yeah. It, it really, it really think about that element of, if you could be friends with somebody or, or, or uh, if could you accept kindness from this person that if at any point you just disagree with or, I don't know, they're not feeling you anymore, one squeeze of a hand, you're done. It's over for you. 
Yeah. They have a chip in your head. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that can short circuit your brain. There's no way that that won't forever impact how you deal with this person. You'll have to treat them differently. They'll you'll have to put yourself below this person so that they don't feel inferior. You have to well, you have to treat them differently. And even outside of having to put yourself at a lower level than them, it's I have to be very nice to them all the time, even if I think they're making mistakes. Even if I think they need to be put in their place, mm-hmm. they could just kill me. Yep. So I can't tell them they're wrong. I can't do these things. A friend, I and this is different for everybody, I think a friend can tell you, hey, this isn't right. Yeah. And I, I think acquaintances are yes, man. Mm. But a friend has to be able, you have to be comfortable enough. The only reason you can call them a friend is they can tell you things that are difficult to hear because you respect them and you trust them. It's true. It's true. And they're trying, they're saying those things because they want what's best for you. Mm. That's a friend. And if you hold somebody's life in your hand, they can't be that. They just always have to do what you say and they always have to say you're perfect in every way because you don't know if they're just going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I really I, I forgot about this moment, but now that we're kind of reeling in and I I see uh, where we are in the episode in my head, I loved that moment where the main character she learned something about herself. She she went to go touch. She was looking at his wing. She was just looking over and seeing seeing his wings. She told herself, she said, "Wow, they she may, he may be mean, but he is gorgeous." And then she just, she didn't even think about it. She was just going to go touch his wing. And he he flipped out. Everything besides what you hold in your hand is mine. Back off. And she was way more sad at herself. She was like, I can't believe I just I just went out to touch you like that. I'm sorry. I was like, that was really pretty. That was a really kind of cute moment that she she was so disappointed in herself that she didn't that was not treating him like a person. She was no. just walking up. Oh, you're you're gorgeous. Can I touch you? Because you're a thing to me. And he he of course he snapped back. And she, I think she was more upset that she made him feel that way. Yes. Yeah. And more upset that she is viewing him as lesser. Yeah. Though she talks a big game of not wanting to, and that she would never do that. She still is. Yeah. But I I think she also needs to remember. I mean, give herself a little bit of a break, which which she's not going, I mean, she might not in the moment, she might've been a hard hit, but they are, they are beautiful. They are absolutely stunning. You don't see them every day. I'm sure she's, though she talked a bit game. She has not seen a, a fairy wing this large and it is gorgeous. She's 15. This is, this is a pretty whole new world to her. So giving herself some slack that this is a beautiful thing that she's allowed to be curious about for sure. But yeah, it, this is not a thing to look at. This is a person. Oh, this is a living creature that is has feelings and can communicate. And you almost just walked over and said, "You're pretty. Can I touch you?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's. I think that was the hit, though. Mainly, yeah, is she's falling into the trap that she said she never would. Yeah, and that was such a cute little moment. I liked that. A, a nice little peaceful, because uh, she seems very at the beginning this especially helping that little fairy dude that she was she 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 has these morals of fairy and this show seems like it it has set the groundwork and it 
I, I enjoy the thought of how much they're going to test her morals to how much she loves these fairies and where she draws the line and that she's accidentally crossing it all the time. She didn't mean to. She doesn't have malice, but she did. And and then where does that go? Can he can he can other people or creatures let that go? Or uh, you know that well, that just seems really fun to see that she's a good person but still has mistakes that we that she can learn from. She can learn from, and in turn we can learn from. Yeah. As she goes, she she can't be perfect, and she can't. There's a there's sometimes a character is actually bad. Uh, Walter White or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's a bad guy that we root for. Mm-hmm. He's not a good person. No. He can. There's good things in him. He wants to help his family. He wants to stay alive. He wants to do things before he just perishes. But he's a bad guy. Yes. And then there are the the ignorant. And ignorant, and not in a bad way. I think ig- people use the word ignorant wrong all the time. Yeah, yeah. Ignorant is not a pejorative. It can be. But I'm ignorant about many, many things. And that just means I haven't learned about them yet. She's ignorant about how she's treating the fairies. Yeah. But she's a very good person. Mm. And that ignorance is what she can learn from, that we can latch on to in the show. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great way for her to start. She's not immediately... She does. She walks in there and she says, you can't treat them like that. Give him his wing back. She gives him his wing back. She doesn't know what that will cause no. for this area. Yeah. Uh, she only skated by because people thought she was... They, they laid the groundwork again. This was very... This was a very, I think, well-hidden bit of exposition. Jonas starts taking her down <laughs> and the exposition was used to show that he is ignorant and kind of a dipshit yeah the way he was talking to her was giving us insight into his character but we found out that she looks way too small to be 15 years old mm. so when she went in and pushed that guy away saved the fairy yeah. and he went to grab a weapon towards her everyone said how can you do that to a little girl yeah, she's pretty much grown in this world. Oh, yeah. The only reason she skated by was because they thought she was too young. They thought she was a child. How could you do that? Yeah, that's how she skated by. So that little bit of exposition, that is nice. All we learned was that guy's a dick. Fuck Jonas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we find out later that we actually learned she's way too young, or everyone will view her as too young. Maybe Jonas wasn't a dick. Jonas is a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do love, and you don't even know, uh, th- there was the concept that he, I think the guy paid for the fairy that he was abusing, of course, but mm-hmm. he abs- he paid for it. She she took, imagine, you know, you're doing something by yourself, you could be a horrible person, good dude, I don't care, that's not the point of the story, but you paid for something, you're, you're, you're doing your business, someone walks up, grabs that thing, it's now out of your position, it'll never be yours again, it's gone forever. See, but I loved her answer to him because he was saying, I'm just going to kill you. Yeah. And it's something that we deal with with foodstuffs okay. in the U.S., right? Okay. So there are many restaurants that they will have, they'll they'll prep. Well, every restaurant preps, but there'll be prep and then even grocery stores. They have a bunch of stuff that they're just going to have to get rid of and throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. When it's still stuff that people could eat. Yeah. And there are people that don't have enough food. Businesses have been made that bring that food that's going to be tossed out. That's still good. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be giving people rotted food. No, no, no. But it brings that food to people in need. Because it was going to get thrown away anyway. Yep. And then people complain that it goes somewhere. It's like, shut up, dude. It was going to get thrown away anyway. So why doesn't it go somewhere that is helpful? 
Yeah. And that guy was going to kill the fairy. I believe he was going to kill oh, the fairy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You can't indent a, a stone ground with your foot on something and be like, nah, I was, I was going to let it go. Yeah. And even if he wasn't going to, he was threatening it with the idea that you believe I will kill you. Yeah. So when she gives the wing back and he says, what are you doing? That's pretty much stealing my property. And she says, you said you were going to kill it. So how about it just lives and gets away from you? And you're still out the ferry anyway, because if you killed it, you'd be out the ferry. <laughs> I think that's a great answer. <laughs> that is true. She did say that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a great answer from yeah. her. And I think it's true. Mm-hmm. And now he has to take that as he would have killed the fairy. Yeah. To save face for himself. Also, if word spreads, I don't know how word spreads with fairies. Yeah. yeah. If word spreads that he just says, I'll kill you if you don't do it. <laughs> then he'll, no, I'm still not going to do it. You're not going to kill me. You never would. Yeah. You're trash. So he has to, she's put him a checkmate. Yeah. You have to do what you said now. Yeah. But if you did do what you said, it'd be a waste anyway. Let him go free. Yeah. Wait, it, 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 the exact same result to you. Yep. You're just out fairies. of fairies. Who yeah. cares? Yep. You got to head back and buy another one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm but assuming. in this instance, it gets to live because God, Jesus Christ, how can you just kill it? <laughs> he was so cute. Yeah, he was. I love him. I hope he's in it more. It wasn't the the ending it showed him, but that's not a that's, yeah, that's not a definite. No, he, those he those can one, always toss some random shit in there. He only had one wing in the ending, is what I noticed. Oh, and why would he? Yeah, could uh, if yeah, she gave there... him his wing back? So like that was that was my thing. I was trying to figure out what was going yeah. on there. Do you think they can put the wings back on? I think that's probably part of becoming free. Uh-huh. Maybe they just hold on to it, but then yeah. what's the point of the wing? Yeah. I want to get into the Johto's a little bit. Let's do this. There's a... When it comes to fantasy shows, movies, all this stuff, there's this massive diversity in species of things. Elves, fairies, uh, even orc. All these different things. I feel as though we have a catalog in our brain of... Okay, when somebody says elf, there's Sansa's elves. (laughs) Yeah. There's Lord of the Rings high elves that Mm -hmm. are majestic, perfect, old, never do any wrong. There's evil, twisted elves. All these different type of elves. Yep. And for some reason, I don't, I don't know, because it's weird to express how your brain thinks about things. Mm -hmm. But when somebody is talking about a fantasy story and they say, "And the elves did something," there's this amorphous. Schrodinger's cat of an elf in my head because it can be any elf yeah it can be any of those elves I believe all of them as elves also all of them exist as elves in my brain okay but there's this thing and then once like an electron an electron cloud once they pinpoint what type of elf it is now I staple it in it's this type of elf in this fantasy story oh okay with fairies yeah there's fairies like the fae in in Final Fantasy 14 yeah there's fairies like these. There's mm-hmm. fairies like what's her face and Peter Pan. Mm. Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. All these different types of fairies. And they all exist as fairies in my head. There's like a catalog of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of different types of fairies. A bunch of different some fit Keebler elves. Mm-hmm. Oh those those are elves. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of different types of fairies. Some are very rude. Some are very awful. Some are tricky. Mm-hmm. Some are wonderful. And then once you let me know what they are, stamp it in. It's true. 
Yeah, I, uh, I there was there was a few of the that I could say like um, goblins as well. There's there's a couple times where where a care uh, story will talk about a creature that you're or that's that's upcoming in the story. It's like oh we're gonna have to go be careful. There's goblins on this road, and so my first thought, uh, something that I always go through is like, okay, are these the huge ones that we're all worried about? Are these gonna be little dudes? Or there's a lot of different goblins that you could just say that's a goblin. I'm like okay, all right. Now I have a cat. I have the category. My my Rolodex is going, and then I'll see them, and I'm like, ah, oh, got it, clocked it in. You're these type, and I'm assuming there's a couple of things that come with you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they're all so different that once you figure out which one it is, now you know almost everything about it. Yeah. Yep. Because even though they're very different from one another, especially there's a vast variety of elves, mm-hmm. so different from each other. But once you understand this type of elf in this world, you know that you can relate it to that is the trope of that type of elf. Yes. So now you know the story they're telling with those elves. Yep. And I just think it's such a cool idea that even within them, I hear elf, there's so many different things that it can be. But the moment it exists as what it is in the story, I know everything about it. Yeah. It's that weird. Is true. It's such a weird idea. Do you uh, do you encourage people to break those norms, or would you say that uh, it's it's better to kind of stick to them? I would encourage people to not break them for breaking them's sake. I was gonna say the same because a lot of people do that, yep. and I think a big thing that has been happening in film recently is people are just breaking rules and tropes to say that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And they're actively trying to just do that. Their story is, I feel it happened to Star Wars. I am just going to, I am going to subvert the audience expectations. That was what they wrote down. (laughs) That was their idea for the entire film. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, you can like it. and It's completely fine. I personally don't. You can like Ryan Johnson's episode, what, what was it, eight? You can like episode eight. But when it's almost, I believe it's obvious that the first thing he said to himself was, I'm just going to subvert audience expectations. That's what the script is. Yep. And then wrote a script to to verify his first idea. Mm-hmm. I've, I believe that is obvious. I think that is bad. <laughs> yeah. You I can agree. like the movie. Yeah. It's completely fine if you like the movie. But I think that is a bad way to write a movie. I also can't stand when when there are tropes that that people have assumed or in the catalog and instead I think it's very lazy writing is when the character is uh, I'm trying to not break the fourth wall but almost they're talking to the audience in a way and the biggest example I can think of is vampires I can't fucking stand when they do that. When if there's a vampire story, the character meets the vampire, the girl comes in and she, you know, the guy vampire's there. And then she's like, oh, like, we're, you guys can't go out in the sun. And they're like, oh, those, we don't do that. You, what you know about vampires is all wrong. Let me tell you. I really dislike that too. I can't stand when they, when they talk to the audience. You know what? I'm not going to lie. If you have created the story and in, in your narrative, you have changed this so that vampires aren't affected by sun in the same way that they used to have been figure out a way for the story to tell me this or just do it yeah or yeah or just do it just do it i really don't need a condescending tone from a main from a main character being like oh you think what you think is wrong that's not actually how we do this 
Okay, you've you've basically just insulted all the shit I know. You've basically said my catalog is wrong. Throw it out. And not just that your personal catalog is wrong. Yeah. Say Dracula's, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula is somebody's favorite book. Mm-hmm. Favorite book of all time. Yep. And they still branch out to watch a bunch of vampire stuff because they still love vampires. Yeah. It's completely fine if things are different in your vampire universe because they're mythological, fantastical creatures anyway. Yeah. But if you say, uh, you guys are all so wrong, there's no, and they are condescending and they are looking down upon you with the writing. Yeah. That's not just saying you're wrong. It's saying Bram Stoker's wrong. It's saying who all the different people who wrote Blade are yeah. wrong. It's saying all of them are wrong and stupid. Yeah, and that's literally your audience. That's the that's who is watching, and you've just been ah, that's, that's trash. Get out of here. Ugh, you think that about vampire? No, just just let your vampires exist their different way. Yeah, I thought I, that was cool about Underworld. Mm-hmm. They had obvious differences in how their werewolves, their lichens were, mm-hmm. and so a a fair bit of stuff about vampires that they created for their own universe. Yep. And they never, they, I don't believe, I haven't seen the movies in a while. I used to watch them all the time though. Mm-hmm. Especially the first one. I don't remember them ever condescending me. I just remember no. it being part of the story and that's just what I believe about the vampires in their story. Yes. I would have, I, they, I would have been like, okay, that's, that's what, in fact, I actually, that's another thing that in the catalog, this is how it goes. With every vampire movie, I'm waiting for the couple of things that I'm like, okay, how do they react to the things that are coming up? Because I, there's a list of things that they need. Sun, silver, garlic, how do their teeth work? Yeah, uh, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, here we go. Are they going to deal with these? Uh, do these come up? And then if a character is like walking towards the sunlight, I'm like, there was this one movie, old sci-fi movie that I remember. It might have been one of the first times as a kid, my catalog started running. I was like, all right, wait, hold on. She's walking towards the sunlight right now. It was just a, it was a really pretty moment. She was in this crypt and this, there was like a, 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 lo- a ray of sunlight just hitting the bit of the stairs and the character was walking up and, and she was reaching her hand out and I was like alright how are we approaching this is she going to stop right before can they touch it a little bit and be hurt or touching it means death if you touch a little bit of sunlight it's over is it a slow cook is it an instant fry so she she did she touched a little bit and her hand burnt uh, and then she backed up and so I immediately knew okay this is this is the world they live in they can't be out long and they can't. Uh, they ov- I'm assuming they can't hide it through clothing. If you like, I that also kind of bugs me a bit. Is when the vampires just wear, wear like six layers and then walk out. I'm like, that's really not that difficult, is it? You just you just kind of put on some shirts and a cup, maybe a mask, a hat, sunlight beaten. Kind of anyway, but yeah. So I I that that little Rolodex immediately kind of went through, and I, I I caught that. And they didn't have to. They didn't be like, no, we do not die from sunlight. Let me explain this to you. It was just this nice little kind of, she had this quiet moment to herself. She touched the sunlight. It burned, and she moved on. And exactly. from that point on, I knew as the viewer, I was like, got it, crushed it. I know everything about it. It is the show don't tell. Yeah. It is the let us see the story that you're writing. You don't have to tell us everything within it. Yeah. Because that's just bloat, for mm-hmm. one. And if you sit there, and the character has to express to me how you react to the sun when you could literally show us how you react to the sun. Your words aren't going to, unless you go very in-depth, your words aren't going to justify it enough. So you might as well just show us how it works anyway. Mm. And two, that's a waste of time. Yep. The show, what happens, takes two, three seconds. Yep. And we have a full understanding. The telling us how it happens takes 
two, three minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's a big waste of time. In a movie that's an hour and a half long, two or three minutes is a huge waste of time. That's a scene. Yes. It's a full scene. Yep. That you've just given up to do something that could have been done much easier. Yep. And better. You have to cut other stuff because of that. Mm-hmm. That was that would be integral to the story and the characters. That when we when there's also a term of I just kind of want to nip this in the bud when when there's the term of lazy writing, that's that's an example of what we mean. You came up with the idea. I need this this concept to be explained to the audience that they that this vampire will not die when they touch the sun. So and I I wrote it. I now have this entire bit here. I could a the first thing you come up with. I could have this told to the main character. Yeah. You could do that information. You just dump that information on you. But we're asking you to not go with the first thing you thought of. Think of a way to express this information through another means, like showing it. Or uh, maybe the fear of not showing it. Maybe someone went to go uh, do something, a little bit of light shown. They're like, oh, and they stop. Allow, uh, Come up with another way instead of just going, oh, that was the first thing I thought of. I'm going to put it down. That's part of the script. Done. That's lazy. You didn't you didn't come up with the think about is there other ways to move forward? Maybe, maybe the exposition dump, there's a point to it. You come back to it. There's a reason for it. Give me a reason. There don't get me wrong, information must be given. I got that. But that shouldn't just be the first thing of all right, they're gonna they're vampires. They, and then he says, You can't do this because of the like that is the first thing you thought of. You didn't come up with any other way to tell the story. Uh maybe trust your characters more too. That that gives depth to character, that that allows intricacies with the viewer. There's so many cool things to do. And reeling back to this show. Uh, it, it it felt like there was a lot of love for the characters to show don't tell the naivety the naivety of the main character with the coin just giving it how she haggled and even how she said right in the beginning like oh my god free this little free this guy what are you doing there's there's so many little things that she did that told stories through what could have been told as just an exposition more exposition dump but instead was just a nice little river and i believe story. it showed why she did the things that she did which yeah. goes into how naive she was it was all emotion based okay and yeah. we can do things out of emotion i think that's completely fine but we there's a marrying of the heart and the head that needs to be done she saw the little fairy screaming in pain it shows her face it shows her emotional reaction it's great that she didn't just say i'm emotional now because of this <laughs> which would be terrible. We saw it. She went in. She acted because of it. She seems very timid in many things, but when she gets filled with emotion, she acts. Yes. When she was in the room to buy the warrior, she's arguing with him, and then she's talking to the old man, and the old man starts starts crushing the wing, and he's sweating and screaming and in pain and about to die, and she acts. Yeah. They show her emotional, her visceral reaction. She acts. That's probably a thing that she will be learning as she goes. And it's a thing that he was even trying to teach her a little bit of in the episode. Yeah, with the punch me. He was trying to teach her, you need to be more analytical about this situation. Because this, he can act cold all he wants, but to me, what I got from that scene was, and and him kind of, oh, why does she smell like the sugar? Hmm. What I got from that scene is, she acts rash and emotional and doesn't doesn't think things through in the moment. I need her to be analytical and tell me I have to do this. It's not about emotions. It's not about how scared you are. It's not about please do this for me. 
It is, there's a problem. It needs to be fixed. I need you to learn that you have to make decisions. Yes. That's what I got from that scene. Yeah. Him teaching her. That is true. That was a, that was a dope teaching moment. I like that. Yeah. I didn't even look at that, that he was possibly giving her the, like, if you, if you're, if you're going to be the master of the situation, regardless of if, uh, if I'm the fairy that's in charge, that you're in charge of here, you need to learn to deal with situations. And her goal is to let him free afterwards. Oh yeah. So if he has a vested goal, interest. Well, if your goal is to let me free afterwards. Mm-hmm. And right now you're showing so much reliance on me having to do deal with the situation. Then once I'm gone, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. So if your end goal is to lose me, then while I'm with you, I need to teach you to act for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like Shell. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any uh, Tage's topics? I do, yeah. So, I think Aladdin set a pretty tall bar for me when it comes to genies and other mythical creatures who are forced into indentured servitude. A servitude. When I was younger, I always used to say, if I find a genie and I get three wishes, of course I'm going to set him free. And now seeing Shell... I want to. I'd free him. I'd want to free him if if he was under my. If I saw him, I had the. I had the ability to buy him. I'd want to set him free. But what makes me wonder more about myself is I'd actually still kind of assume he'd help me. Even if I wanted to set him free at the beginning of this journey, part of me wonders. Okay, well, I, I did set you free. Can you help me get from this place to this place? So then it, it goes back to me thinking. I'd want to get something out of giving him something. So that's not a selfless act at all. So then my question is, if it's not a selfless act, is it still considered a kindness? Well, it would still be good because you're setting the person free. Yeah, but I'm doing it and I I kind of expect... The problem would be, because not like with how you're framing this right now, you're saying that you expect it. Mm Mm-hmm. But even in this framing, you're all. It seems as though you're almost assuming that you expect it, and it's still going to happen. Yeah. The, I don't think it's a problem to think maybe they'll do something back for me because I did something good for them. Because mm. that's, I believe, the reason to be nice to people. Mm-hmm. One, just be nice. Yeah. But two, even if they don't reciprocate it to you in the moment, I believe someone will think about the niceties you've done in the future and maybe do some for more people. I think the best thing you can do to help the world is to be nice in the small moments. Not all of us have a ton of money to donate. But if you can hold the door open for people, if you can help someone pick up things that they've dropped, those if everyone does small kindnesses, then those will grow. Hmm. The problem comes when you expect it, it doesn't reciprocate, and then you lash out because it's not reciprocated. Hmm. I think it's completely fine to have this selfish air to it. No matter what people say, People can act like they are selfless. Almost everything we do as a species is a selfish act. Yeah. And we have to accept that. But how you treat the outcome kind of uh, is is a telling of who you are as a person. Yeah. I did a thing. I hope. I hope that niceties are reciprocated. They're not. I move on. Or I lash out, and lashing out's not the greatest response to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Because you can expect it to an extent. You can hope for it. Yeah. But if you're not given that help back and you get mad, <laughs> then and you do something about it, yeah. then you never cared to be nice. You only cared to still get something from them anyway. Yeah. And and you were mad and then that what goes back to that aspect is now I guess looking at the Aladdin thing he did he did the same thing she's doing now. He promised the kindness after. He was like I'm I'll set you free. I I do need these the, these two things first. So that was that in itself was a little bit selfish because he had to be. He needed the he needed the result. He needed to get what his his end goal was. But I do like how I forget the main character's name. <laughs> Aladdin? No, 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 not sorry. I'm going back to uh Shell and um the main character of this anime. Sure. Yeah. She uh the little girl, Scarecrow. Um she uh her aspect was she's like I need your help. I will set you free and I'd like to treat you with kindness because I would like to treat you as a person. And he, you know, he retaliates like I can't be your friend, but it almost seems like there might be a bit of a, a war within herself. Is she doing this kindness to not feel bad about what she's doing? Because she is, she is using the servitude like like her mother has taught her not to do. And I know that she reels with that. She's this is part of the anime that this is a big thing. The story will tell. But even even those little bits of of I'm going to treat you like a person. I'm going to uh, be kind to you. You don't have to until that time you said. You already are kind of doing a shitty thing by holding him, and you know it. So I think the being kind to him, treating him like a person, is almost a way to let herself sleep at night so that she's like, okay, no, I'm I'm being nicer to him so that way I don't feel bad about what I'm doing because I, I have to, he's my slave right now. He is. I will let him go, but I, I can't let him go yet. I need him. So yeah. he needs to do what I say. And I don't know if it's so present in her mind that way I think if that's the thought process that yeah. this is only to let me sleep at night yeah. then it is more the id it is subconscious it's not something that she's actively thinking about she's actively thinking about it's horrible the way that they treat you and I'm going okay. to be a different person yeah yeah but I think that we've all run into those and sometimes years later you come to the realization that you were doing a thing and you realize you were doing it for yourself. You were being very nice to people, but it was so you felt good about yourself. Yeah, 100%. But you're not thinking that way in the moment. Not Sometimes you are. Yeah, usually but, you're not, yeah. But many times you're just, I'm, I'm trying to be very nice. <laughs> That's yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah. She seems, and we talked about her being naive. The way that I believe the character is coming off, at least to me, is she's not actively thinking, because that's a pretty malicious idea. It's true. She's not actively thinking, I'm going to treat him this way so that I feel better about myself. She truly believes that she should treat him like a person and that she should be nice and cordial and be friends because that's how people should treat them. Yeah. If it does help her sleep at night, I think that is a bonus. <laughs> yeah. But... The thing is, it seems like it's not going to help her sleep at night, and it might be worse. Yeah, it's true. And that's how you 
that's how I feel I can kind of tell that she's honest about it. Mm. She honestly wants to treat him like a friend. And it seems as though it will honestly eat her up because she's treating him like a friend while holding his wing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's true. That's a real thing that you'd have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that she's going to have to deal with. It's difficult. Man, that is, this show is, uh, this show is definitely given, given a phenomenal first, first glimpse into this little story. This, I said at the beginning when we first started watching the, uh, first, uh, when you chose this one, uh, and I was like, this, this looks fantastical. This looks like a journey. And the, the first episode showed that this feels like it's going to be, is going to be huge. Well, this is funny. It's funny that you use that phrasing. Because I think this is another one of those Justin shows. small story, okay? Or, or if somebody the wants small something up. huge, yeah, I don't know if this is for them. Yeah, if somebody wants grandeur, I don't know if this. I don't believe this is that or going to be that. But I know this is the kind of thing that I really enjoy, because the those little conversations. And it comes down to we've talked to friends and they express that the way you described it made me so much more excited for it than when I saw it. Mm. Because these little tiny conversations are, I blow them up so much in my head and I appreciate them so much. Yeah. And I love all of the ideas that come behind it. Because is this show saying that it's giving the idea of naivety and uh, 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 how someone reacts and if they are truly good or truly evil if is it is it wearing that on its sleeve no, no. it's just telling a small story but we extrapolated it from that yeah then uh, th- uh, you're right i would say using the term huge just in in that in that grand way is not what i meant let's go with the journey that they will experience will have a huge distance they travel whether it be character or uh, they go on this nice little journey. She has to go, she even said, I'm not even a sixth of the way. This is a long journey. And so when I say huge, I think more of the undertaking is going to be really cool is to watch this girl go from like camp uh, tackling these pretty big things. This is, she's just a little girl in this huge world. And there are some very big things that I promise you, she's not the only person to ever deal with these situations very intense grown warriors and 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 people have dealt with the the indentured servitude and probably love with fairies and and all of this stuff is going to come up through what she's going to have to experience so i think huge was the wrong and just leaving at the word huge but maybe no, yeah not that it's wrong yeah that like the the where i was aiming was too big I just cast a yeah. net in a water and i think more of a a a a, a dart is more what i meant yeah I think I just wanted to springboarding off that. I just wanted to make sure that people understand the the show is not outwardly expressing everything we just talked about. All of the heavy subjects we were kind of discussing. Yeah. It's not telling you this is what the show is about. Those are just things that me and you have pulled from it. Uh whether that's correct or not. Yeah. I mean, we are usually always correct, so I've never been wrong. <laughs> Literally. I've, there's two things about Justin. I've never been wrong. I've never lost to Xenos in Final Fantasy XIV. It... Those are two facts about me, just to let everybody know. 
But I really dug this show. I really dug this as an initial episode, a groundwork for the relationships, the characters, and the world itself. Because a pilot has to get all of those together for you. Yes. And the way it did it was still lyrical, and it was still a small encapsulated story. And it wasn't just a checklist. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. I really appreciated how small it was, but how much can be taken from that little bit. Mm. How much we can ponder over from such a small encapsulated story. Yeah. But I do know that that is my thing. (laughs) That is the thing that I love. Those are the stories that I love. Mm. So I am very high on it Mm. because that's what I resonate with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I am very excited to watch this show blossom, and I I really hope that I start seeing uh, a lot more love for it on on social media things and seeing people kind of take take into the the beauty of this. Yeah, yeah, it was very pretty. It was very. We didn't even talk about it, but it is a very pretty show. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's also by it's JC staff. So, oh, okay. Tons. They're they're yeah. they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. They're amazing. Food Wars, Prison School for oh you, God. all that good stuff. Holy crap! They did Prison School. Yeah. Damn, what a shift. Yeah, well, they've done so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't, they haven't quite shifted. They've done so many different things. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that'll bring us to the end of this one. Thank you so much for being here. This I loved this show. I loved this pilot episode. Can't say anything higher about it. I believe. Uh, but with that. Per usual, hope you guys have a great afternoon, morning, night, wherever you are. We'll see you next time. Bye.